I tweeted last night uh, something about the movie, about the Coolidge moving the the movie from the smaller theater into the bigger theater, yeah. and I included the hashtag Roar, and today I got it favorited by Katy Perry News. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Thank you, Twitterbots. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily. Uh, and joining me this week, back from his two-week hiatus, hey! my partner in feral feline crime, Bartholomew Devon. Hello, Bart. Hey, it's good to be back. Nice to have you back, sir. Yeah, a couple of weekends there I lost. I know. Oh, well. Doing a little traveling. It's okay. Yeah, it happens. Uh, it's, good. it's nice to have you back. Um, good to be back. It's just two of us. Old school. Bringing it back. The way, the way back to our roots. Yep. It's nice. Yeah, proper liquor, yeah, some, some booze, and some uh, some terrifying jungle cat insanity. <sighs> that movie. So this week we are talking Roar. Uh, Roar is a movie that is, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this. It looks like a movie that they had a bunch of footage that they shot and then they did some f- some forced plot fleshing out and vocal exposition in lieu of voiceover okay like it's it's a snuff comedy yes snuff comedy that's the thing what we decided on snuff comedy is sort of the best description so um the the real i mean okay so the movie itself is pretty pretty very 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 simple actually um it is uh a it's about a guy who lives i believe Technically, I think he's supposed to be a doctor of some kind because one would hope he's not just some guy. Well, there was there was like this very the uh, lion whisperer. <laughs> well, there there was that very uh, uh, just simple throwaway scene at the very beginning where he's just like bandaging the leg of a Maasai warrior and then like gets on his motorcycle and drives away and then we never speak of that again. So yeah. technically, I think he's supposed to be like a doctor in uh, like northern Africa somewhere and. Uh, he's basically living by himself in this big house uh, alongside a... About three dozen yeah. lions. Yeah, no, it's a like pride of, yeah, literally like dozens of lions. Probably over a hundred lions, easily. Probably. And some tigers. Yes, and some tigers, some panthers. Some panthers, some leopards. Yep. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Basically it's... like every large jungle cat imaginable. They all just like live in his house and around his house. And he just walks around and he plays around with them. Well, wait, well, we have to start because... This movie, the whole premise of this movie, even the trailers, the opening of the movie, it's all no animals were harmed well, no, 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 in the no, making no. of this movie. So, the, but I want to do the the actual like plot of the movie before oh, okay. we get into the actual human backstory. Go for it. So he's living in this house with all of these lions. Uh, he has a family that he hasn't seen in a few months, and the family is coming to visit him. They are coming to see him, and so uh, the family arrives in Africa. Uh, they get on a bus and they get dropped it's off. Like a based, half a bus. Yeah, they get dropped off at his house while he is. There's like, I think there's supposed to be like, there's confusion about when they're arriving. Yeah, because they're just like standing around the tarmac for a while, being like, "Where is he? Why hasn't he come to get us? I guess we'll get on this bus." And then meanwhile, he gets on a boat with his buddy there and two lion or two tigers and two tigers, uh, and they like go off down the river ostensibly to go pick up the family, uh, and then with tigers. Yeah, and then they basically they just get stuck. Like, he uh, is... Well, the tigers are so heavy that they capsize the they boat. They capsize the boat. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the point is that uh, he's off in the jungle somewhere, and he's kind of dealing with these poachers, um, while his family shows up at his house, where he is not, but they are faced with this empty house full of 200 lions. Well, no, 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 no. They're not, because they get to the house, which he had taken all of the animals out of and cleaned yes that's right <laughs> that's right but all the lions come back in and take no, be, over because they're like oh this is lovely open all the windows yeah, and yeah let's, that's like, right and open let's all open all the windows and you know prepare food or something yeah and so naturally 
all the lions come, come back, back in, in and yeah. then proceed to chase them around the house. Yeah, so then what, what follows is basically 90 minutes of this family just getting chased around <laughs> and inside and on top of this house yeah. by, a, you know, 200 lions and tigers and panthers and leopards. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's they, insane. They, they hide inside lockers. One guy goes inside the fridge and is later berated by the other people. It's like, you could have suffocated, man. <laughs> it's like that episode of Punky Brewster. Yeah. So, and, and then eventually the dad makes his way back, and then they all just, like, have a chuckle, and that's the end of the movie. Yep. And everybody lives happily ever after. The movie is, like, so straightforward and so insane. It's amazing. But, okay, what makes it, you know, infinitely more interesting is the true-life backstory of this movie. Why this movie exists. Mm. So... The movie uh, stars uh, Noel Marshall uh, and Tippi Hedren. Who are actually married. Yes, they are actually married. Uh, Noel Marshall produced The Exorcist um, and a couple other things. Um, and basically, the two of them, uh, they were married, and they, in, in reality, they became uh, uh, enraptured, uh, fascinated with these large jungle cats and the ethical treatment of large jungle cats and preserving uh, their, their environment down in Africa um and so the and long story short they end up uh buying this huge sprawling estate uh north of LA and literally living with all of these giant jungle cats oh, on Oh that their was estate. all in LA? Uh it's like north of the city. Uh No no I mean this whole thing was shot yeah, I think... In L.A.? I, well, I think they actually went down and shot in Africa. Yeah. Although, maybe, no, I think they shot in L.A., actually. I take that back. I I'm mean, pretty the part, sure they the, shot in L.A. I mean, the parts where he's riding his motorcycle well, alongside, alongside the, giraffes. the ostriches <laughs> and the giraffes and whatever, just for the you know yeah. opening credits montage. Yeah, I'm sure some of that's down there, but I think the house stuff is all their house in in la really they yeah. just had that many lions yeah. kicking around including yeah. the the tokar yeah covered in blood for yes. the whole movie exactly so they are literally they literally in reality they lived with all of these lions along with their kids one of whom their daughter is melanie griffith um and their two or three sons i don't remember now i think there's two sons um so they they all lived on this estate with these giant lions and tigers and shit just like roaming in and out of the house um, and they became very comfortable with them and that was that was like their life and so they decided they wanted to make a movie about you know th where they're utilizing this lifestyle where they can basically just interact with all of these completely untrained wild killer animals uh, and try to try to sell some kind of message about preserving the African wildlife and the ethical treatment of these of these animals. Um, what follows is a movie that took a decade to film. Yeah, it cost I believe twelve million dollars. I would believe which that, which is completely insane. Um, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. However. Every cast and crew member suffered, like, serious debilitating injuries at some point. Yep. Uh, Tippi Hedren broke a leg. Uh, Melanie Griffith gets mauled, like, has to get facial reconstructive surgery. And, like, the mauling happens in the movie. Like, they caught it on film, and it's in the goddamn movie. Yep. Uh, Noel Marshall got, like, you know, gored and, and ca cut and slashed by these things so many times that he literally got gangrene. And uh, the DP, Jan de Bont, who would go on to direct, like, Speed, hmm. he got fucking scalped. Yeah. He, he got scalped shooting this goddamn movie, and he had to get, how many, he had to get 220 stitches on his head. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, so man. So what you have at the end of the day is, like, a solid hour and a half, two hours of just... It's just insanity. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, if it was just a movie... And it's hilarious yeah. to oh, watch. it's fucking because hysterical. Because it's just the whole theater full of people just going from... Oh! Oh! To... Oh! Yeah. Ah. Well, because there's... there's Like I said, these are untrained animals. Yeah. And, and these people act, are literally being actually injured, you know, in serious dramatic fashion. So there's some stuff that is, you know, certainly staged. You know, so there's a whole subplot where uh, these poachers come in, come by the house um, and uh, they get they get attacked, um, and it's.
they get attacked and then they they go off and then they come back with their guns and they're going to come back and kill all the animals or whatever um and that's like this like other subplot that happens away from the family the family has no knowledge of this basically it's all happening somewhere else while uh while no marshall and mativo his his very skeptical friend <laughs> and and audit just obvious heart of the ghost obvious heart of the, like, obvious no, heart. There's we no don't even question. have to have a debate about this later because yeah. there's no, no other no, answer it's just he's the only one he literally spends the whole movie fending off lions with an umbrella yeah <laughs> he's like like the whole thing like i saw everything he's in is like he's like a normal guy it's like that is a brave man yeah. <laughs> he's spending the whole movie going you're crazy man your family's going to get eaten it's it's like hilarious like, because so there's this whole thing so they go to pick him up but they're a day late um and so while the family is running around hiding in lockers and refrigerators trying not to be eaten yeah they are trying to get back by bicycle by boat by <laughs> car like it's ridiculous a flat tire on a cliff it's like it's plane trains and automobiles in the african yeah, Serengeti. it's ridiculous and the whole time what's his name Mativo. Mativo is going like, you know what's happening at the house right now? They are licking your family's bones clean. <laughs> like, they're being eaten right now. <laughs> and it's just, he's the obvious choice. Oh, there's no question. But there, so, so there's this whole subplot with these poachers, though, where they have, like, you know, the plot of the movie is that they get attacked. So there's, you know, their their whole faces are, like, covered in blood and... Uh, and they all and they all run off after getting injured, and but like that's the thing about it though is that like that's obviously a staged injury, but there's also lots of actual human injuries that occurred that were shot that were just captured on film. Yeah. Like you literally see uh, uh, Marshall get his hand like cut open at one oh, point, yeah. and, and he just wraps it up. Yeah, and he just like, and wraps then he it goes up. and plays with lions yes. who start biting at it. Yes, and he's like, it's fine, it's fine, whatever, guys, it's yeah. okay. So like, but start, you, oh you there's this like element of, of danger there where you don't you literally don't know like even when there's staged violence you don't know how much of it is the staged violence and yeah. how much of it is actual injuries. Yeah, I just just went into it assuming that every injury I saw was real. Yeah, I mean there is it is easily the most dangerous film I have ever seen. Oh, I yeah. mean it is the kind of thing that could only exist in 1981 where no one is paying attention to this shit. Yeah. And then the lions get a writing credit. Yeah, the lions, oh my god, the lions get a writing and directing credit. I swear to god, this is a real movie in which is co-written and directed by lions. This is fucking crazy. Yeah, and they try to make this Lion King thing happen. Where so there's what was the what was his name? Like Robbie? Robbie Robbie and Togar are the so, two lead lions. So, so Robbie, Robbie Robbie's the head of the pride. Yeah, Robbie's the head of the pride. He he's Mufasa. Yes. Absolutely. And, and then there's Togar. Togar, who it's is there isn't there like a Ninja Turtles villain called Togar? Oh, I would believe that. No, that from, sounds like a Ninja no, Turtles. No, 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 from from Zeker of the Ooze. Yeah, uh no, Toka and Razar. You, Toka, if you Toka, put them together, they end up with Togar, Togar yes. Okay, you get Togar. Which okay, fine. They're, that's good enough for me. So he's Scar, he, yeah, and he just shows up and like messes with the other lions, but they covered him in blood. Yeah, you know he's an evil lion because, because he's he is constantly doused in blood the whole, the whole movie, the whole, the whole literally movie. the whole movie. And then there's there's a Simba character who sits in the corner. Yes, and doesn't do anything. I wrote it, Gary. His name is Gary. Gary. Yeah. Well. <laughs> This is the, that's the other my other favorite thing in this movie is that he has like two hundred lions and he has named all of them, but they all just have these like hey Frank, hey Sally, hey Gary, yeah, hey Smithy, like they all have the most innocuous like boring white bread names yeah. you can imagine for fucking lions that are trying to eat their faces off. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 <laughs> like I don't even know what to say about this thing, and then it's just over. Yeah. Like yeah, they, they get chased around for a while. They get chased around for a while, over. and then he shows up, and then and then and literally, this is my probably my favorite moment of the whole thing. So there's the subplot with the poachers. The poachers get attacked at his house, and then they run away, and, and then they, Scar kills the poacher. Yeah, they, they, and it's fine. They come back, and like they're gonna kill him back to kill the animals. Togar just obliterates these fucking poachers. Eventually, uh, Nor Marshall shows up again. And he starts chasing them. He just he's chasing well, he just, the lions around going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> there, oh my god, there's so much of this movie that it's just <laughs> Noel Marshall running and screaming <laughs> towards lions. It's hilarious. But no, he encounters a field of basically dismembered corpse pieces yeah. from Togar having just absolutely dismembered these, these poachers. And... Just... And then when he shows up back with the family, like, he's like, oh, we're reunited with the family. And then, like, right before, he, like, pulls Mativo aside and, like, whispers, like, 
don't tell them about the dead bodies. I don't want to ruin this moment. And then, yeah. like, that's it. That's it. And then the movie's just over. And every and then it's a like a five-minute montage of everybody smiling and laughing and having well, a jolly good time well, with lions. It's weird because they spend all this time so that the family is just being chased around yeah. by lions. And they're terrified for their lives. And yeah. then they go into some other shed, which for reasons unknown is surrounded by a chain-link fence. Yeah. Theoretically, so the lions can't get in. And they all go in there and go to sleep. Yep. And they wake up, and all the lions have gotten in, and they're sleeping with them, and then everything's fine! Dude, I'm not gonna if lie. I woke, if I went to sleep and I woke up, and there's, like, 11 dozen lions <laughs> around me, I'm gonna fucking wake up and panic, man. Yeah, after, exactly. After running away for three days. Oh my god. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, so, uh, this was a midnight movie. I got home last night, and... You know, my wife was already asleep, uh, and our dog, Nemo, sleeps uh, in the... He sleeps in our bed with us. So I got into bed, and as soon as I got into bed, Nemo, like, immediately, like, jumped up and, like, climbed up on top of me and started licking me, and I had this, like, weird, like, lion <laughs> flashback moment. He has a kind of a lion-y head right now. He's, He's very shaggy. Yeah. He, he I was like, ah, oh, God! Like, I was trying to take that moment and then just extrapolate it out, like, a thousand times worse, where he could actually, you know, eat my face off if he wanted well, to. Well, about those lions. They're big enough that they could literally fit your head in their mouths. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Goddamn look. Whereas Nemo is actually the size of your head. Yeah. Nemo's ti- Nemo is a tiny dog. Yeah. Um, there are a number of uh, really bizarre, like wonderfully bizarre choices. Uh, like you said, the, all the weird when they all their weird attempts to hide, like in the refrigerator. Oh my god. Um, I like when the guy jumps into the water barrel. Yes. And he's, he, so there's a, there's like a rain barrel. There's like a rain barrel on the yeah. roof of the house. Yeah. Full of water. He they climb up onto the roof and he jumps into the into the barrel of water to and hide like, from the lions. To hide from the lions. He's like holding his breath, ducking under the water, and then the, the lions, lions just start drinking the water out of the top yeah, of the they're barrel. Lapping it. Like you see you see it from under the water. You see the tongues lapping at the water. And he has to come up for air every little, yeah. every once in a while. And then there's just three or four or five lions drinking out of it. And he goes back underwater again. It's like, this seems not that sustainable. But you end up with these, like, really cool shots of, like, literally, like, him, like, inside the water. And you can just see, like, lion tongues, like, it, like lapping up the water from underneath and shit. Yeah, it's weird. It's all really weird. I like the, t- I like the part where Motivo's hiding in the tree that he climbed in six seconds. And he's dangling his shirt yes. at the two tigers that are underneath him so that the other guy can get away. And it's like, I'm pretty sure those tigers could climb that tree and kill you. There's a whole crazy... And he says, hurry back! <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that whole... And the whole roof thing is really weird to me because yeah. it really... Eventually, it just becomes, like, an extended sequence of people falling off that roof. It's like everybody, There's like, the, jumping that, off that roof, that falling off guy, that roof. That one guy falls into the water, like, 17 times. I know, it's crazy. Um... There's uh, uh, there's also a lot of elephants in this movie. <laughs> there's yeah, some the amazing elephants. elephants were genuine threats in yeah, this. The ele- well, I mean, everything, the, everything was. The but... elephant like destroys that boat, which that is was, amazing. That was like a baby elephant <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, there wasn't even a huge ass elephant. Yeah, but oh my god, I, I, I there's there's some like really crazy editing choices. Like there's that whole that whole initial scene with the with the poachers where. The, the poachers have like, they're basically, they're all in boats in the water outside of his house. Yeah, because for some reason unknown, this house has a moat. Yeah. Or they built it on a lake. Yeah, something. Something. So they're all in these boats, and he, like, is playing around with these lions, and then he cuts his hand, and he runs back in the house... And he's bandaging up his hand while there are lions, like, climbing on top of him inside the house. He's, like, trying to bandage his hand. And it keeps cutting back and forth between, like, him patiently trying to bandage his hand and these other lions just obliterating these guys out outside in the water. Like, oh, yeah. T- t- tipping over their boat, tearing their boat to pieces, head scratching wounds, up their just, faces. Just head wounds everywhere. It's the weirdest back and forth intercut I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, it's... All while, and Mativo the whole time is also just like fending them off with his jacket. He's just yeah, like, no. like waving his jacket at them. Well, no, he was trying. No, 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 no. They grabbed his jacket and he was trying to get it back. And I was like, I don't think that's yours anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. Like, just nothing makes any sense. Uh, we also have to talk about that fucking shot where Tippy Hedren is. Uh, like, she, she ends up in like the pantry or something. Yeah. And. She basically, she, 
she gets like knocked against the wall. She like passes out, and there's like a oh a, the honey. There's like a shelf of some, food above her. Something. Yeah, there's like a shelf of food above her, and the shelf tips over, and this jar of honey just like knocks over. This huge jar of it's honey. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, like a gallon of honey. Yeah, it's really weird. It knocks over, and just like all of this honey, just like molten like stream of honey, just like yeah. slides very, down the very, shelf very slowly, and just pours all over her passed out face. Right, and then for, like she thirty wakes, seconds. Right, and then she wakes up later with a bunch of panthers licking her licking face. Licking all the honey off of her face. It is the strangest fucking thing. The weird, like, it's just, it's just straight out of The Visitor. <laughs> oh my god. Like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even That's know. That's a movie, I, I want to see this movie with the, with the soundtrack of The Visitor. Put okay. under it. Well, because that's what we have to talk about the soundtrack of this movie, which is crazy. I mean, it is, because a lot of this movie is basically, like, minimal to no dialogue. It is just people running, running around away from, from lions. lions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, there's a, a lot of it is just people running and score. And the score is, or like... nothing. There's a lot of nothing. Yeah, that too. But the score is just very, like, it's very upbeat. Like, it's like upbeat circus music. It's... Yeah, it's crazy. no, they, they, they go a long way to keep it not terrifying. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like they're trying to convince you that everybody's okay and there's no real danger here, even though there's, we all know there's so much there's danger so here. so much danger. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, at one point, there's, like, an elephant comes out, and it cuts to, like, an elephant walking over, and the score's really going, like, dum, 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 I know. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, my God, yeah, so much I'm, sad I'm surprised music. there wasn't... A sequence in this movie with a hallway with a bunch of doors <laughs> where they like go in one door and come out another door chased by yeah, a lion. Exactly. That's what it feels like a fucking Keystone Cops yeah. or like a Hanna Barbera cartoon, yeah, like it's, a Scooby Doo episode. It's ridiculous. Um I, there's there is like you know, they they do have genuine love of these animals though. Like there's that one scene uh, early on, I think it's either right after or right before the poachers, where, like, he, he gets all the lions out of the house, but then there's the one lion, Gary, uh, who's, who's just... Simba. Simba, who just wants to, like, he's just sitting at the end of the hallway, and he doesn't want to leave. talking to it. Yeah! And it, and he just starts roaring back, and he's, pr- like, he's, he does that thing where your dog kind of barks at you, yeah. and your cat meows at you, and you, j- like, you... Meow back? You, no, 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 you talk like you you kind of force words upon the meows. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of yeah. The cat or like whatever. you're interpreting speech, yeah. Right, exactly. And he's just like that's a fucking lion, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but like the there's I mean uh, a large part of that scene is just basically a close-up shot of the lion just sort of roaring back, like being very docile and just being just <laughs> it's cr- but it's like really fascinating. Like it's it's in, it's enrapturing. You know? Until like, well, that like just until he pets Gary. Yeah, and with then, his bloody hand. Yeah, and, and, and tries... Gary starts biting his bloody hand. Yes, and it's like that's something. And then you're like, oh wasn't. right, they're all gonna die. Yeah, it's like that's still a wild lion in your house. <laughs> you, like you crazy fuck, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so much of this movie, like I said, so much of this movie is just crazy Noel Marshall with his crazy beard and crazy hair just running around scream running into a horde of lions just screaming it's so weird because it forces you into this position where you where because we've been conditioned by modern film to suspend our disbelief yeah and then and then you're remind like you're in a battle with yourself the whole time between oh it's all fine and oh my god lions yeah and you just can't settle down with yourself for a while no it's it's and some of it is genuinely terrifying. I mean, the scene with Melanie Griffith getting attacked by the lions on the floor is, like, genuinely, like, it would be frightening. It would be, like, emotionally intense, even if you didn't know that she's actually getting assaulted by real lions. Like, you seriously change a music cue. And yeah. And this whole thing becomes Yeah, no, exactly. Horror if without this, like, weird circus music playing throughout the whole goddamn <laughs> yeah, movie, like, like, this would be a harrowing nightmare film. Yeah, it, it's terrifying. It's so... <sighs> I don't. Ah, I mean, it's so weird. It's, it's not even so weird. It's not even a movie. It is just bedlam captured on film. <laughs> That's all it is. I mean, do you know what mayhem actually is? Uh, roar, roar is mayhem. No, no, no. Do you know what the word mayhem actually refers to? Enlighten me, sir. It refers to dismemberment. <laughs> like people use mayhem, like the commercials with what's his name, 
Yeah, uh, the, yeah, I know you're talking about the that's car not, commercial. That's not what mayhem is. Yeah. This is mayhem, where people are being eaten by lions. Yeah. <sighs> it's just, it's one of those things that you look at it and you struggle to believe. Like, you think you made it up. Yeah, yeah. You're like, that. it's, it's, it's like a fever dream. Like you're this, like, there's no way that actually happened, right? Yeah, it's like, this is a thing that someone spent a dozen years making and bajillion dollars. Yeah. For and then, well, and then it well, ends. Well, for a great reason. Well, so it ends time. with this, like, crazy montage of just, well, like... Well, it starts... No, no, no. The ending starts with Tippy Hedren sitting... You know, like, lying down on a log... Yes. ...with a lion sitting on top, top of, of her. her. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. And with Noel Hudson being like, come on, move! Come on, move! <laughs> and, like, trying to push a lion. And then eventually he gets the lion off, and the lion, uh... Pushes one of them over off the log into the water, water yeah. and then the other human pushes the other human off into the water. Yeah, and then they all splash, and they all and splash, have a good time. and it's happy. And yeah. what the fuck? It's like Home Alone with lions. <laughs> but they have uh, this... like, and Matt, I want you to picture a world where Joe Pesci's in this movie. <laughs> and, like, is he Mativo or is he one of the poachers? <laughs> I think he's one of the lions. <laughs> You see Togar? Joe Pesci as Togar? Fucking A, man. That's amazing. <laughs> like, picture that line while you talking to me. Like... <laughs> um, there is, uh, the, the last, like, three or four minutes of the movie is just, it basically, it's like, oh, we've all decided that the lions are okay and they're not actually out to get us. And so it's just a... No, ex- they're totally out to get you. Well, yes. So it's just an extended montage of, like, and, and I think it's hilarious because... Uh, one of the sons has this like weird throwaway line where he's like, "Oh, don't worry, Dad. I'd love to be here. I don't have to be in Chicago for another week." I know it's like <laughs> a week. So it's like, and then it's just like a, a montage of them over the next week, I guess, or whatever, or whatever, just hanging out with these lions. Yeah, Tippy Hedren and Joel and, and Noel Hudson like in bed with six lions. Yeah, it's um, like and Mativo rides one of them away at the end. Yeah, that's... He gets on top of the lion and rides it away like a child riding a dog. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like a kid with a St. Bernard. Oh it's my so god. It's so weird. Oh, fuck. I, and and, like, then, and the, then after that... No, you get... the best part is that Mativo, the only reason he's really there at the beginning yeah. is because Noel Hudson wants him to help him clean the house. Yes, exactly. That's the whole reason yeah. he's in this movie. He's like, help me clean the house. And Mativo goes, I, I don't really so. think that's it. No. And then, and then he spends the rest of the movie with the umbrella... Running for his life. Like, it's... It, it just none of, none of this makes any sense. No, it's amazing. And then like you end up with this draft house. <laughs> I don't know what you're smoking. <laughs> it's peyote. It's peyote. It's peyote. Um, but then, so after you end up with this extended happy lion time montage, you get this very <laughs> very long title crawl at the end that basically says like. You know, no lions, no animals were hurt in the making of this movie, uh, but there are, you know, thousands of, of similar creatures that are, you know, mistreated all over the world. And, and that's their environment. There's a lot that you can do. Yeah, and, you know, give to these... Uh, the whole thing is a PSA. It is. The whole thing is basically a PSA. But it's... It's a bonkers snuff comedy PSA. <laughs> the more you know <laughs> will not prevent you from getting eaten. Well, and, and if you... I really hope Jurassic World is this movie with <laughs> raptors. That's all I want. If we couldn't get lucky enough to have Chris Pratt with Noel Marshall's haircut. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Jesus. Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you could watch this movie in 1981, I guess, with this sort of, you know, the 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 not knowing the backstory of how this yeah. movie got made and the fact that everyone got so grievously injured and you could view oh, it as Oh, they're this... not shy about that. Well, no, I know, they put but... it in the trailers. No, well, that's the that's like the draft 70 ha- members of cast and crew. Yeah, but that's the Draft House trailer. That's the re-release trailer. That's oh. that's Draft House being like check out this weird article of history that we have unearthed and that you should bear witness to, you know? Like, if you could have gone to see this movie not knowing the backstory and not knowing everything that had happened, and you could literally just view it as, like, a PSA for animals, then, like, yeah, maybe that title crawl at the end would, but you know, would sort of be like, oh, yeah, no, I, that's, you know, those lions were cool and I want to help them out. But 
seeing all that come down at the end of this movie with our context, it's like, it's, you feel like they all have Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, it's like, all Jesus super Christ. weird. It's like, boycott places that sell furs. That sell furs and tusks. Yeah, I'm like, tusks? Yeah, well, like, in the 80s, yeah. It was yeah, it's like, I mean, the ivory trade. Yeah. I mean, the ivory trade, but now it's just like, this, yeah. is, this is a weird little footnote. Oh, my God. Like, I, I don't even know what else to say. That's, yeah. That's the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I guess I don't have a whole if you lot. Get, if you get a weird, random chance to see this, go well, drink, go drink heavily, and do it. So that's what I was gonna say. Is you know, so we went to see it last night at the Coolidge uh, at midnight. At midnight, of, like this movie during the day, I think would be almost insufferable. Yeah. Well, you need to you need to watch this movie. I mean, look, you need to watch this movie, but with a crowd, with but, a crowd, yeah, with a crowd, with a crowd is preferable. So what I'll say is, we saw it last night uh, at the Coolidge at midnight, and then uh, today I got home and uh, a Brattle calendar had arrived at my door yesterday, uh, and it will be playing at the Brattle at the end of May. Are you gonna go again? I might go again. You're weird. <laughs> Like, because again, how many times do you need to see this movie with a crowd? Which is fair. the best possible way to see fair. this movie, you know? If I it's like go, The Visitor. I will go see The Visitor an infinite number of times if in the If I were going to go see any of these Draft House Midnight movies again, any of them, well, the, so far. The beauty is you the the Brattle isn't going to be playing it at midnight. You can go see it at 7 o'clock at night. You can go see it at a oh, normal human no, no, time. No, 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 no. This needs to be, like, <laughs> honestly, you need to be not of perfectly sound mind. Yeah. Not of perfectly sound mind when you see this like be a little drunk <laughs> not like super not like pass out drunk but yeah be a little bit buzzed yeah you like you need to be comfortable with none of it making any goddamn sense yeah. you have to be okay with that that's yeah that's look that's the long and the short of it yep um so like as we said heart of the ghostbusters oh easily no question no it's question mativo and it's his the only lion man in fighting his whole umbrella thing with any fucking sanity it's, it's, oh but you God. know he's a fun drunk because he's still willing to he's fending off tigers with an umbrella like that's literally <laughs> what he does yeah he, he climbs a tree and dangles his he takes off his shirt and dangles, dangles it, it underneath on with with two tigers so that the other guy can bike away and then he says hurry back <laughs> And then he just comes back later, and like later he's like he shows up with a car, and he's like, "Put your bike in the trunk," and he's putting his bike in the trunk, and the tiger, the two tigers which are now in the car, <laughs> are like pushing down on the trunk so that, and he's like, "They're trying to close me in the trunk," <laughs> and he doesn't get in; he just climbs on and hangs onto the back. <laughs> As this guy is dry, and he says, "Don't drive so fast; it's uncomfortable back here." And like with the tigers and the bike hanging out, and he's like on the side of a cliff, and he's fine with this. So you know this guy likes to party, but at the same time, he's like, "You live with lions, you fucking crazy! What's your problem?" So Mativo, yes, Mativo, no, days. I like, I really want to have a drink with him because there's no way that night's going to be what you expected, but you'll still get home okay. Oh my God, sweet. Jesus, roar, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's that's it. There's, that's all. Uh, well, look, that's you know we're running we're running way under time here. That's fine. I feel like I kind of knew this episode was going to be yeah. real short because there's, there's, there's no plot really. Yeah. Well, do you want to do you want to talk about other stuff? We yeah, got some time. I feel, I feel like this can be a proper throwback episode. Yeah, all right. Where we do a little some movie shit, a little bit of news. We even did the movie first. For, I know like, we haven't done that since the beginning of this I know, thing. Right. So let's talk some news. Yeah. Well, we've got some stuff that's happened recently. Uh, and now, and now the, the Daily Planet. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, a hybrid episode. Yeah. Why, um, not, why the hell not? Well, uh, we've got. Uh, I guess the big thing is uh, well. A couple of big trailers that came out. Yes. We haven't we haven't really gotten a chance to discuss. Yeah, let's um, do it. So, well, first of all, uh, there's a star. We got to talk Star Wars. Yes, because you and I haven't even had a conversation. No, we like, have life about this. No, we have not. Uh, and I know you've been very very skeptical of new Star Wars. And I remain yeah. very very skeptical of Star Wars. Okay, but that, did that trailer do anything for you? It's better than the first teaser. Yeah, uh, by um by a country mile. Sure. Um, I'll I'll say that I. I mean, look, I love that fucking trailer. I think that trailer's just lovely. I mean, I, like I said, I watched that movie, I watched that trailer for the first time, and I inadvertently put, did a fist pump in the air. I got so excited. You do that. I do that. I do that all the time. I, like, I jumped back in my chair, I had a big 
dopey shit eating grin on my face. Yeah. I, I mean, I did. I've I was, heard a lot of other reaction people like people weeping at the sight of old Han Solo, like just why? being so overcome. That's no, a little bit no. much for me. I no, think. No, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I did not go quite that far. Yeah. I certainly enjoyed it. I feel better. Yeah. Because. If for no other reason, I feel like the presence of old cast members will lend the movie a, mm, a certain levity. Sure. Like, maybe, I don't want to call it campiness, because yeah. I don't think it's going to be campy, but a certain levity that the prequels lacked. Oh, yeah, They absolutely. were real dour and genuinely unfun. That's true. And, and you know, and they tried to trade out the funness... For epicness. Yeah, and, and shiny new effects. Right, and you know, eh, that's not what Star Wars is supposed to be. Yeah. And so if this can split the difference, I'll be okay yeah. with it. Well, and I like I already love the, the even just these very few hints of the uh, larger world that, they've, that they're building here. Like, the, the, the sense of history, of how it all sort of connects yeah. back. Yeah. Um, you know, like that opening shot of the trailer. With the downed X-wing and the you know the giant uh, crashed star destroyer in the background, and like it, that is just a, that is a beautifully composed shot, regardless of that stuff. Right. But that instantly tells you kind of so much about the state of you know the world of the, of the Star Wars galaxy right. in this and, part of the story. And it also feels right because it looks like you have a little bit of action. You've got the speeder going yep. along, yep. juxtaposed on a painting. Yes, exactly. Which is the way it has been yeah it feels like that triple sunset on tatooine like it's got right. that it's kind not, of feeling to it it doesn't have the forced cgi feeling yeah. that all of the prequels had and i actually like episode three okay yeah i haven't watched that one in a long time it's the best of the three of them. well yeah i, no I mean question. i'll grant you that one for sure i mean there's no stupid like sound of music frolicking in the fields <laughs> nonsense and no stupid child darth vader um, Damien Vader. <laughs> like there is a uh, I, there's a, a very I mean, and they've been talking about this, you know, and since, those, and, since... and, and and no stupid rat tails either. That's true. <laughs> um, they've been talking about this since day one, but there is a real sense of that kind of scuffed up, lived in, you know, that that aesthetic from the original trilogy, um, and a largely achieved with the use of practical. Yeah. You know, environments and real yeah. world. Pro- like the best example is BB-8, that little soccer ball robot. Oh, he's still R2 FIFA. Yeah, he, to me. but he's, I love R2 FIFA. He's amazing. He's so cute. But he is uh, like he's an actual physical robot. So yeah. they had uh, a Star Wars celebration last week down in Anaheim, and he they literally had him and R2D2 come out on stage together, oh. and he nav- he rolls around all by himself, and his little robot, his little dome head stays on top of the ball. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and it's like, apparently it just like instantly won over the crowd. It's I'm one sure. of those things where you see him in person, you're like, ah, how how is this a real thing? How is this reality? It's crazy. Yeah. So Segway technology. Yeah. I know, right? Uh, so yeah, very very <laughs> excited about that. R2 um, Segway. Ooh, no, I don't ooh, know about that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I just, I just love, I love. There's a you get that weird chrome stormtrooper guy who has a very much a Boba Fett kind of feel to him right now. Oh, I um, think he has sort of a weird Vadery feel to him. Right well, now. no, I mean, I think the guy with the mask and the crazy lightsaber and, is the sort of Vader surrogate here. I kind of see him as the. Uh... The Darth well, Maul surrogate? Yeah. I mean, maybe. It depends. I mean, I guess it depends on if he's... Well, I mean, theoretically, there should be two. Yeah. Well, exactly. There should right? always be two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, whether, you know, who's the Vader and who's the Emperor kind of set up here. And that's the other, the other interesting... I think maybe the Emperor is coming back. Who knows? I, maybe. I don't think so. The, the, the interesting... I mean, that dude's uh, still alive, right? Oh, uh, well, the guy who did it in the prequels is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... Who, who, incidentally, isn't he the butler... From uh, Rotten Scoundrels or Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure the Emperor. Yeah, is I think the that's butler. right. This yeah, the Butler, the Dermond. I think that might. That's probably correct. Yeah. Which is hilarious, by Jesus. the way. Um, but yeah, no, there's this spring in Michael Caine. <laughs> and Steve Martin will be so Michael Caine will be the Emperor. Steve Martin. Will be... <laughs> I'm I'm on board for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So there's uh, and the other thing I. That I find kind of Thank interesting you. here. <laughs> I find kind of interesting here is the idea that uh, you know that the the Rebel Alliance that they didn't just instantly take over. You know that it's been thirty years since the original trilogy. They're still kicking around. Yeah, and in still fact, got X wings kicking around. Yeah, and they've got. Uh, they even announced <laughs> sort of the the who the two sort of 
you know parties are the two political parties here oh they um, did? yeah and so the, i haven't been watching it that the, the rebels have now they're now known as the resistance and the empire is now known as uh i think it's like the first order or something like that okay. um so that's why we still have stormtroopers that you know the idea that basically they killed off the emperor but some other people just sort of stepped in and well, are I mean, there trying be. to keep things going and that you know they haven't really put it all down yet so oh, fair enough um, I'll, you know, I'll be very curious to see how our sort of our new, our three new leads, what their dynamic is sort of like, and you know, who I think somebody is somebody's kid and who, who might, who's, I mean, that trailer clearly implicates that somebody is a, a member of the Skywalker family and has some Jedi powers. Cause that's the whole, uh, Han Solo, the whole Luke Skywalker voiceover there. So uh, probably, I yeah. mean, I don't know, maybe I kind of see him saying that to someone who's not part of his family and is introducing the force to it well no john boy but he's but he says like you know it's very strong in my family you know my father he says my father has it he doesn't say my father had it he said my father has it which is like that's one of those just grammatical things that nerds are because we can fucking bananas over i'm sure is he talking about a force ghost is he still alive so what the fuck's going on so Uh, he says my father has it my sister has it i have it and now you have it so i mean i think the implication i mean it could be the other way around but i think the implication there is that it's somebody's kid whether it's his kid or it's leah's kid but it feels like yeah. that's another yet another skywalker so yeah we'll see um yeah i don't know but i mean i'm yeah i'm 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 down i i, I really it's one of the it had such a great like energy it was just like it came out nobody knew it was coming out because uh, there was all this conversation about when some of these new big trailers were going to yeah, come, yeah. and I think we all sort of assumed that what with Star Wars being a Disney movie now, that it would show up, it would play in front of the Avengers. Oh, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the, I mean, and there was a lot of talk about that. There was a lot of rumors that oh, the Star Wars trailer will play in front of Avengers, um, and then it mm-hmm. just they aired, they showed it at celebration like about you know a couple weeks ahead of time. Um, but there was no fanfare ahead of time. So often you see, oh, you know, the studio will announce, hey, we're going to unleash the trailer, you know, Tuesday at 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. or whatever, and then you end up with, like, a teaser to the teaser where they show, like, six seconds of something that you'll see later um or they do like a hey if everybody tweets this hashtag then we'll unlock the trailer you know six minutes faster than we would have or it's just fucking leaks yeah exactly (laughs) well and so that's what happened here uh you know going with the batman versus superman here Uh, and and again just like really poor timing for them because star wars trailer had come out officially with all this fanfare everybody went too yeah everybody went crazy and just went like totally over the moon for star wars and then you know, basically, like, 24 hours later, you had this sort of leaked, low-quality, like, shitty version of this Batman-Superman teaser, which was, you know, set to be uh, sort of premiered at a... They were doing, like, an IMAX event. So it was yeah. like, you get a free ticket to go to an IMAX later on a Monday and see this teaser. Um, and instead, you know, on, like, Friday, uh, it gets leaked out in a shitty version. Um, and it looked... I mean, you know, people were going to criticize that trailer regardless, but it looked like such crap. I'm um, sure. I mean, it was the, so dark. Yeah, exactly. Then, really like, the bad. story about it became not really even the content of it, but, like, oh, like, you know, they totally dropped the ball, and here's this leak, and it's so dark, and it's so dreary, and, again, and, like, you know, contrasted well, with well, Star Wars. Well, it is. Right, but, like, you contrast it with the Star Wars teaser, which is, like, so uplifting, and so energetic, and so fucking yeah. fun, yeah. that then you have this, like, boom, Batman hates Superman, boom. It's just a, it's just a wet blanket of <laughs> nonsense. It's just... Well, that was the second trailer that we watched. Yeah. Was Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. I still hate that stupid title. Yeah, I know. Title. Um, like, Batman v Superman, it's like... Are they in court? Yeah. Is this is this yeah. whole thing? Is this whole uh, big trolling? And it's just going to be a court case. That would be great. Um, yeah, it would I, not be great. There's I, the Aquaman is a witness. <laughs> Wonder Woman is the judge. There's a in the 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 leak. You know, I I think the you know visually it didn't look great, but the audio was really shitty. Like it was. I didn't I, see the leak. Yeah. Well, oh. the leak was. Uh, you know, it was basically like a camcorder shooting the screen yeah so the audio was really cra- it would go out of focus a couple times yeah. but the, the well it's so dark it's yeah exactly surprising. but the audio was really was really shitty um and that whole beginning of it is just like voiceover and not only is it voiceover but it's like overlapping voiceover yeah. so like i didn't even realize Alien. yeah why okay first of all i didn't even realize that some a bunch of that is holly hunter who i keep forgetting is in this movie um but also upon like my second or third viewing yeah. i realized 
that uh, I'm pretty sure the voiceover about like, well, this is an alien who challenges everything that we know to be right in the world. I'm pretty sure that's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like that. I'm like 90% certain that that is his voice, that that's Neil deGrasse Tyson, huh. which I feel like is probably just a, you know, like a throwaway gag, like somebody yeah. watching him give an interview on TV or something I like mean, that. You some know? of it is definitely... Uh, some of it's definitely Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah some, some of it's yeah. Luther for sure. So. Yeah, the devils come from the sky. Yeah, exactly. That's, so we can see kind of what he's going to be like. Yeah, exactly. So Fine. That's um, fine. That's fine. I mean, I... But that trailer is so... Ugh. I know the mood of it is so dark and so it's grim. so dour. It's yeah. just like, like it looks. I, I right. It looks this, like no fun. It looks I, like no I fun. I said this to you in Facebook. Is nobody likes to play in a wet sandbox? <laughs> yeah. And what DC is doing is peeing in the goddamn sandbox. Mm-hmm. Like lighten up, Francis. Yeah, seriously. Well, but okay, but let's talk about at the very least. It's our first really good look at uh, at Batman here. Yeah. At our new Batman. Um, I like the suit. I think um, it's fine. It's fine. Obviously, they're taking their cues in a very serious way Frank from Frank Miller. Miller. Yeah. Um, but I, Which I mean, is fi- also fine. Yeah, I like the Dark Knight. Returns. I have no problem with the design. He's got the the, sh- the short ears. He's a big brawly type. Yep. He is. He's huge. I mean, he's like chunky. He's like yeah, a... and that's fine. That's what older Batman should be. Yeah. And I mean, and Affleck looks fine as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I just worry it's going to be so brooding and sad and somber and well there's there's a bigger issue i think which is that you know and i mean this start here's here's a here's a bigger issue i think which is that you've got uh basically it's not only is it our introduction to this batman it's the launch of all the dc stuff right but moreover it's you know you're basically you're introducing us to this batman it's only our second superman like you know time around right and you're starting off with a storyline in which they are, you know, Batman v Superman, where they are at odds. Where, like, the centerpiece of that trailer is the promise that these two are going to fucking fight each other. Yeah. Which is cool and all, I guess. But we all know that's like, the movie will end with them not being enemies and realizing that someone was playing them against each other or whatever. So it and just sort the of Justice feels... League needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it just sort of feels like, like, it's one thing if it's a they place. have a longstanding relationship and... You know, there's been years of maybe, uh, you know, some distrust or, you know, they rub each other the wrong way and, like, you get way down the line and it's like, no, you know what, fuck it, it's all going to come to a, tension is going to come to a head yeah. and, they're and you know, shit's going to get settled in the streets. That's one thing. But when it's just sort of like, hey, these two are going to meet and then immediately fight each other, but they're not really going to fight each other because we haven't done Justice League yet. Like, it just seems like such a backward-ass way of telling that story. Yeah, I mean, it feels... Obviously, we haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. But right now, it feels like a placeholder. We know Wonder Woman's going to show up. We don't know why or yeah. how. We well, know just, Aquaman's going to show up. We yeah. don't know why or how. We know that everyone's going to be sad and dark and grim and lame yeah, it and all boring. Just, it just feels like a prologue to and another it feels movie. Like a pro- it feels like, yeah, a prologue to yeah. Justice League. And I don't want the prologue. I just want Justice League. Well, and the other thing that's interesting is there's also so much of the DC Universe stuff that's still so up in the air. Yeah. So like you said, we know Wonder Woman's going to show up in this movie. And they've had, they released a publicity still of her like in the costume, like in the, in the outfit. Um, so we kind of know what she's going to look like. But at the same time, you know, there's still struggling to get their wonder woman movie like off the ground you know they lost their director and then they immediately signed a new director so they had michelle mclaren who has done so much great tv work uh like i know her from game of thrones you probably know her better from breaking bad she directed a lot of really great breaking bad episodes um but uh you know they brought her on board and then she left over creative differences two very serious unfun shows by the way yeah um, but they, they, she left over creative differences. Good, like, very good. Yeah, right. but, but not jovial. No, no. Um, There's no levity. There. there was, there, you know, there were a lot of arguments about, like, like, they couldn't decide what time period to set the movie in. Like, she wanted it set in World War One, and, uh, Snyder wanted it set in the Crimean War. Uh, she wanted it to be, like, a big action, like, spectacle, and the studio wanted it to be more of, like, a character piece. So, you know, so they, she left and they brought in, uh, uh, Patty Jenkins who did monster, um, and also has done a bunch of, uh, TV recently. And she was in fact supposed to do, uh, Thor dark world, 
and she left that project very early as well. Mm. So there's a little bit of, it almost feels like a little DC Marvel sniping there. Like, oh, we're going to pick up the person that, you know, couldn't work with you guys, you know? Um, but there's so much Whatever. up in the air about that movie. So it's like, we're going to see Wonder Woman in this movie, you know, even if it's just for like a scene or two, she's going to be in this movie in the modern era, but then we're also going to get another movie with her in a couple of years, which is set, you know, 50 plus years, or, you know, in the past. Um, I don't, I, so much of this stuff still seems like it's, you forced. know, unknown. Forced. We do have uh, Phil Miller and, uh, uh, no, Phil Miller, uh, Chris Lord, uh, fuck, no, I keep doing it, because mm-hmm. uh, Lord and Miller, uh, uh, Phil, Chris... Lauren Michaels. No, not Lauren Michaels. I think Last Man on Earth has, like, fucked me. I keep wanting to call him Phil Miller. Um, it's uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Filler? Yeah. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to yeah. do, uh, no, is he... Is that right? Yeah, it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, fuck. I see. On they uh, executive produced Last Man on Earth, in yeah. which the main character is named Phil Miller because of that. So I keep wanting to call them Phil Miller. Maybe you should just go with it. I know Lord and Miller are going to write the Flash, which is very exciting. Uh, they're not going to direct it, probably, but Wait, they're going to write. We, the are Flash. we getting a new Flash? Yeah, we're getting a new Flash. We're not getting TV separate Flash. from separate from the TV Flash. That's so um, stupid. I know they're also going to write and produce an animated Spider-Man feature. What? Uh, for Sony that will not be part of the MCU. It'll just oh, be like a separate animated Jesus. feature. So there's a lot of shit that's all over the place right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Anyway, so this trailer. Yeah. It's just really dour. Yeah. It's the only word. It's just dour. Yeah. It's depressing. It's depressing in a big way. But no, so the when other. Is the, what, what is the date on this movie? It's next year. When? Yeah, I think what? it's next summer. It's a summer movie? Yeah. It's not a Christmas thing. No, it's next summer. Yeah. So. Um, the other big DC news, obviously, uh, is that came out on Friday was uh, our first proper look at the Joker. Yeah. You know, uh, what's his face there? Uh, Leto. Leto's been sort of Instagramming things like piecemeal. He's like, I cut my hair. I did this. And, you know, so we're getting these, like... A picture of him holding a camera from the killing joke, yeah, like well, all this he's, shit. He's not doing his Jesus thing anymore. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so they, uh, uh, he's going to be in Suicide Squad. So David Ayer, uh, is it tweeted sad out a that I'm more excited for Suicide Squad oh, than I'm, I am for Batman v Superman? I am like infinitely more excited for Suicide Squad. That seems like a far more interesting movie to me. Yeah, and it's kind of sad that that's yeah. the case, but it's true. I yeah. Mean, so we've got our first look at him. I mean, did you? What did you think of that of that picture? That's fine. Yeah. Okay, it, yeah, it's different. Did it's, you take issue with his uh, various body tattoos? I, I think it's a little on the nose. Yeah. But, well, you know, tattooing I, damaged across his forehead. You can't get much more on the nose than literally tattooing the word "damaged" you across can, his forehead. You can actually, and it's by tattooing ha 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 all over his fucking arm. That's really on the nose. But but even it's still. I'm still okay with it. Yeah, I'm like it's fine. They, I was gonna say, how how much of the movie is he really going to be shirtless? How big of a part of those tattoos really going to play? It's not. I mean, even beyond that, if you're gonna like, whenever you have the Joker now, yeah, especially after Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my favorite Joker is still Mark Hamill. Oh sure, forever sure. But the thing is that all of your Jokers have been different from each other. Yeah, like all of them have been. different. Oh sure. I mean, Cesar Romero is just goofy. Yep, just goofy as shit. Mm-hmm. Nicholson was goofy but crazy. Well, so there was in the o- in the way that only Jack Nicholson can be. There was an interesting yeah. uh, like an image that I kept seeing bounced around Twitter, and it was uh, pictures of uh, Nicholson and Ledger and Leto like as the Joker, and they were labeled as it was a great way to sort of separate them. They're labeled uh, gangster, anarchist, psychopath. Like those, like that's like, like kind of summarizes those three. What looks sure. like those three different individual takes on the character. You know, what about Cesar Romero? Well, Cesar Romero is a god among men. I mean, I don't it's know. Classic, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Nicholson's guy. Yeah, he was very like he was he was the organized crime guy. He had yeah. a, he had a mob of guys around him. Whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, as as Michael Caine very very eloquently puts it in Dark Knight, some some men just want to watch the world burn. You know, that's that's Heath Ledger. He just. He, yeah, he, he will he will pull off a bank job and then kill everyone who did it with him because he doesn't care. He just wants to fuck everybody else up. You yeah, know. I mean, and it's it's so I'm perfectly fine with a different take on the character. That's yeah. fine, especially because this yeah. looming 
and that's the only word is looming yeah dc universe yeah we might get we might get a little There's, snippet of him in Batman for Superman. You that's, never know. That's fine, but I'm saying in this new DC universe, the DCU. Yeah, is a weird thing the DCU. To say, yeah. There's there's no room for happiness, which means. Oh yeah, I mean there was that whole story yeah. going around that DC, that Warner Brothers literally said no jokes in these movies. Yeah, which is there, so if there's no room for happiness, the Joker needs to laugh at something else. Yeah, I mean because I mean all of the Jokers so far, except maybe Ledger. Yeah. They've all because Ledger just didn't laugh very much. Yeah, uh, but the other ones, all the previous ones, they all laughed at jokes that were genuinely funny in oh, their own sure, way. Sure, yeah. I mean, like they're laughing at their own jokes, but that's like, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I yeah. think well, and it's interesting because uh, you know I keep hearing that uh, a big part of the you know of the sort of backstory here because again, like this new sort of take on Batman and whatnot is that this Batman's been around for a while sort of sure. operating in the shadows and that that's part of why um the government is interested in joker for suicide squad is that uh he's one of the few people who's actually encountered batman and can like you know has has information about him and can you know talk about him basically maybe he'll be the batman yeah um but that you know we've also got uh uh Harley Quinn in this movie and the backstory I keep hearing is that her and Joker are like estranged in Suicide Squad because yeah. uh they're going they will have integrated in the uh Joker having killed one of the Robins and like that that that's a backstory that 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 happened in Take the past yeah don't knock over the lamp we've we've already we have, done that yeah, we've had history with that uh no that that jo- at some point in the past Joker has has killed a Robin, um, and that it fucked Batman up a little bit, and that that's why Harley Quinn uh, doesn't really want to associate with him because shit, that was like, that was the bridge too far for her. And, yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't, you know, we'll, God knows what of what of that will actually be real. So wow. we'll see what happens. Yeah. So what else you got? Anything? No, that's 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 kind of it. That's, right. that's kind of all I've got. So Daredevil, I've watched an episode. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I'm not like over the moon about it. Did but you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. Okay. I, I did it all in like a day. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't like totally enraptured with it, but I, you know, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. So okay. I'll, I'll watch more of it. They got picked up for another season. Already? Um, yeah, and it's, it's been good. interesting because, uh, you know, so they're. I think they're probably shooting or about to start shooting Jessica Jones, which is their next yeah. Netflix series. Um, and then after that, they've got Luke Cage and Iron Fist. And then the idea is they will all come together Avengers style in the Defenders. Um, but, I mean, you're looking at, you know, at least four, you know, three more series that they have to do before the Defenders. Right. Um, so the idea that, like, we wouldn't get Daredevil again, we wouldn't see Daredevil again for four years until he shows up in a Defenders crossover. That's weird. That's too long. Yeah, that's, that exactly. That's silly. So I think we're going to get, well, they definitely got renewed for a second season. I would be... I guess it will depend on what they do with their second season. Um, and if it becomes like, if their second season basically becomes like set up towards whatever they want to do with the defenders, you know, we might only get one more daredevil. season. Are, are they going to be airing or oh, airing? Yeah. Um, what's streaming, streaming contemporaneously. Um, well, I mean, they'll all be up. I... No, no, no. But well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they won't. I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be, it'll like, show up in between two well, other I mean, shows. Like, I'm sure. I'm just saying, yeah. It's like, if you were to look at, debut dates yeah I mean, are they no be- like i would be willing to bet we'll probably get uh jessica jones and i would bet we'd probably get jessica jones we'll definitely get jessica jones first we might even get luke cage first before another daredevil like that's what i said like they might do jessica jones and then another daredevil before luke cage like I said, it depends on what they want to do with that yeah. next second season of Daredevil. How much of it becomes like standalone Daredevilness, and how much of it becomes like oh, him interacting with Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or setting up whatever's uh-huh. going to happen with the Defenders. So um, I think they're just getting they just got a green light this week. So my guess is it'll be we'll get at least one or two more series before. Hmm. Um, I think the only one that'll probably sort of roll right in is uh, Iron Fist. Will probably be the last one, and yeah. he'll probably just at that point the sort of Marvel wing of the mcu will be sort of established i think to a certain degree the marvel wing of the uh the netflix wing of the oh, oh, of the mcu yeah. uh will be sort of established to a point where they can just sort of introduce iron fist and be like okay and now he's gonna roll with everything else that's been going on yeah you know yep. well i think that just about does it for us yeah um 
next week is Avengers week. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Uh, so we will be doing Avengers next week for sure. Uh, not that I need to tell you to go see the Avengers. Uh, you know, it actually, it's opened overseas already. Yep. Um, and Jamie was reading me like crazy statistics this morning. Like it's already made like 200 million overseas. Jesus. Um, it, like the market share is crazy. In I think in Korea it had like... 96% of all movie tickets were for Avengers this weekend. Fucking just, just fucking bananas. It's, it's, it's just a mint. Yeah. They are literally just, it is Disney's license to print money this summer. So, it's, um, well, we know if it's good, good on them. Yeah. I love Spader. Here's, here's hoping, man. Um, I mean, if there was any one human I could cast as Ultron, it would be James Spader. Spader so. Like there is no question. Except no substitute. I wouldn't. So, uh, Go watch Boston Legal. You won't regret it. Yeah. Uh, so next week we will be doing Avengers. Uh, so check that out, and then you can uh, tune in here uh, the following you know Monday, Tuesday, and we'll be talking about that. So yep. Bart, you are not on the Twitters, so there's nowhere that people can find you on the yeah. internets. Well, I, I, I mean, technically you have one. I don't remember the password. <laughs> That's so good. that's good. I could so, probably figure it out if I tried. That's good. Hard. No, that's great. Uh, you can follow me uh, at mdaily01. Uh, the blog is dailyscreening.com, and you can, of course, please subscribe to the podcast uh, here on iTunes or on SoundCloud. We've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>